0: we had been discussing chapter 10, Vibhuti Yoga, Yoga of Divine Glories. So we so far, up to chapter 1 through 9, came to the one conclusion that everything comes out the one single entity and everything is pervaded by Him. And over and over Bhagavan said that You focus on that entity which is permanent, that which never changes along with all the changes that is happening in this sansar. It's constantly changing, everything is changing, including my body, my mind, my intellect. But they're part of the prakriti. But as long as you identify with this unchanging reality which is all-pervading and the source of all the beings, then thou shalt be liberated from all your sorrows and limitations. So Arjuna, like all of us, says that I intellectually appreciate this. I understand this. Many, many receivers have said this, and now you are also telling me the same thing. But how do I contemplate upon that single entity, is still not clear to me. Intellectually appreciating that he is everywhere is one thing and when encounter a situation which is unconducive, to keep that thought state in your mind is another thing. And that's where Arjuna said, I am having difficulty. I cannot conceptualize in my mind what is that all-pervading entity is all about. You need to give me some pointers, something which I can tangibly can relate to, which I can conceptualize in my mind, in my meditation, in my contemplation, where I can hang on to that entity as the divine entity, as the one (coughs) all-pervading entity, and then I may make some progress. So tell me all your glories without leaving anything behind, Because I never get tired of listening to it. You tell me all these times. So tell me what is it that I should be looking for in this universe which I can identify as your manifestation. Everything I see right now, even though I have understood, come very short of being divine. So what should I focus on? So in response to that, we have this next 22 verses which bhagwan gives various pointers to meditate upon it is not very clear to us how to identify divinity so bhagwan said you find divinity in everything that is best among their own spheres so bhagwan starts his response by clarifying that we are not coming to any new conclusion now that only the best is where i am but not the rest. So, verse 20, it clearly makes a summary statement that let's not get deviated from what we already talked about. That I am the source of all the beings or seshena, without living anything about it. But it may be more prominent in some, this divinity, to identify. So, you say Aham Atma Guda Kesha Sarva Bhuta so let's make it clear that I reside as the core of all the beings. There is no exception. Just because we say the one is more manifesting, divinity and other is not, that does not mean the other is devoid of my presence. So, very first clarification is I reside in all the beings as the core of their being. Aham adhischa madhyacha bhutanam anta I am the origin, adi, middle and the end of all the beings. All the beings are part of the prakriti, they have beginning and end. They come from somewhere, they exist in time and space for a while. And then they end. But all the time, the source of that being is me. I am the source. I am the one who sustained them during their existence. And I am the one they dissolve into. That you should never forget, Bhagavan said. Even in your contemplation, that there is no exception. There is nothing which can exist without my presence. But for your question was what to contemplate about. How can I conceptualize the divinity, the self which is all-pervading, immortal? So I'll give you the pointers. As Swamiji says, in the next 21 verses, Bhagavan gives 75 pointers. It is like something which is obvious, uh, we can identify with. When the lights are on in this room, we know the electricity is there. When lights were off, electricity was still here. It just was not available for my perception. So, the statement that electricity always pervades in this room, in all this electrical wiring, I can only prove when I show you the presence of it in some manifest form. So, the manifest forms, the rest of the chapter talks about. And because it is given to Arjuna in his time, we obviously walked through several of these Vedic references and Puranic references. Krishna was talking today, he will say, I am the iPhone 7 among all smartphones. I am Google among all technology companies. So we relate to things which are familiar to us. And therefore the analogies given are more in line with the culture at the time and what Arjuna can identify with. He starts out from the higher, and then come down to the level which, in a day-to-day life, Arjuna can identify. Adityanam aham vishnaho. Among the Adityas am Vishnu. Aditi is sansar aditya. As Swamiji points out here that uh, Aditi is mentioned in Rigveda. Aditi means limitless. Aditi is mother of all celestial beings. And then in Puranic time, Aditi was also shown as wife of Kashyap Rishi. But from the Vedic point of view, Aditi was the perennial mother, so the primordial mother, which gives birth to this universe, celestial beings. According to our scriptures and Puranas, Somewhere the four Adityas are mentioned, somewhere six Adityas I mentioned, but eventually they settled on twelve Adityas. If the word is used singularly, it means sun. When it mentioned in plurality, it means twelve Adityas. Somewhat identifies with the twelve months of the year. Each one is in charge of one segment of the year. So among the Aditya says I am a Vishnu. Vishnu is all pervading. Vishnu means who has long reach. You can probably say that the one with the longest day in a year, the sun which is in charge of that day is Vishnu. But basically, saying among all the celestial, that becomes very apparent to me is Vishnu because he is all-pervading. Consider me as I am Vishnu among all Adityas. Jyotisam, Ravihi, Anshuman, among the luminaries in the sky, those objects or entities. We are self-effulgent. I am sun. I am the radiant sun. Sun is something obvious to us. Universe is vast, but we can only relate to sun. Among the luminaries in the sky, I am sun. Marichihi marutam asmi. Among the winds. Wind is air in different forms. It can be hurricane, it can be tornado, it can be storm, or it can be a Pleasant breeze. Maruta is in charge. Marutas in plurality are in charge of all these different types of winds. Now, obviously, in Vedic time, we were reliant on the natural forces. Natural forces are something we are trying to understand. So, each natural force is a deity. We came to one conclusion that if there is an activity, there is somebody in charge of the activity. Activity cannot take place unless there is somebody is guiding it. If I say an effect, there has to be a cause. If I say a wind moving, there is a cause. Somebody is in charge, somebody making sure that in this condition only this thing can occur. So marutas were in charge of winds. And each type of wind has a different maruta. The Marichi is among the best because it is the in charge of the pleasant breeze which we can enjoy. We are afraid of tornado, we are afraid of hurricane, but we are very happy when there is a pleasant breeze is flowing. I am Marichi among all the Marutas. Nakshatranam Aham Shashi. Nakshatranam, the asterisms or constellations among them. The, all the arrangement of stars in the sky in Nakshatra. Moon appears to be traveling through these star clusters. So when I see at night the sky The asterisms are dimly lit, but the moon is brightly lit. He seems like the king of all these asterisms. He is traveling through all these nakshatras, you know, as if the king of all the nakshatras. So therefore he says, among the nakshatras I am Shashi. Daytime I see sun, he says, consider me as the sun. Night time I see moon, I say consider me as moon. If it is windy, consider that my maruta are working. But when you feel at ease, most at comfort I am Marichi. And among all the celestial beings I am Vishnu. Without Vishnu nothing can exist. So therefore, when you see anything, something which catches your imagination, something that can invoke these divine feelings in you, Consider that's my presence you are experiencing. The next verse says, Vedanam Samavedo Asmi. Obviously, Arjuna was a product of a Vedic culture. We consider Veda is the basis of our culture. If things cannot have a proof in Vedas, it, it is not true. Truth has to have a basis in Vedas. And obviously, we know there are four Vedas, Veda, Yajur Veda, and Samaveda is most pleasant. The Samaveda is basically, as we have heard, all in poetry. Veda is in prose, Samaveda in poetry. So listening to Samaveda is most pleasant. Even today, if you listen to our Panditji, he is a Samavedi. When he chants, he really catches your attention. Well, chanting normally going on in temple, everybody is talking, you know. When he starts in a Samaveda, Chanting everybody is quiet, They're listening, to what's happening? So something really unique. Something which catches your attention, something which catches your mind is Samaveda. Among all the Vedas I'm Samaveda, knowledge is in all Vedas, but something that can invoke the sense of divinity in your heart is when you have this beautiful poetry sung in a proper raga. So, if the Veda discussion is going on, if it is not interesting to me, so we say the ghatapata, ghatabara. You know, there's two pundits talking about this Vedic discussion. They give example of ghatta and a pata, ghatta and a pata. One who cannot get anything out of it, say all this, this they ghatapata, ghatabara. They are doing Ghatabar. That's where the ghatabara words come from. Because we can understand what they are talking about. So, it's a ghatabara to us. Even though they may be talking at the highest level, but even the one who has no knowledge of Veda, he listens to the Sama He will have that divinity experience in his heart. So the Baba said, Among Vedas, I am Samaveda. Veda. Devanam Asmi Vasavaha. Vasava Indra. Among the Devas, I am Indra. We know Indra is the king of all the Devas. He is the mightiest. He is the, he is the wealthiest. He is the greatest kingdom splendor. Devaloka is supposed to be a place for enjoyment. Even the devas have all this politics among themselves. Who is higher? Who is lower? They have as much jealousy as us. There is a serial Santoshima. Indra's wife, Paulomi, is the bad one and Santoshima is the good one. One harasses people and one tries to save people. So among devas, In other words, even if you reach to a level of goodness, your shortcomings will still be there. They won't go away. If I want to be happy and say, if I become a millionaire or a billionaire, I'll be happy, all your shortcomings will be with you when you become a billionaire. What is making me unhappy will make me unhappy then also. Just having wealth, just having... Accomplishment is not a remedy for any happiness or experiencing any divinity. But so, even when you consider that as the basis of divinity, I am among all Devasam Indra, most accomplished, the king of all, from a material wealth perspective. Indriyana Manaschasmi. Even in the previous line he also said, among the Devasam Indra. Deva means to div, to illuminate. That which illuminates is the Deva. That which illuminates my world is the Deva of my world. Deva of my world of sight. Deva of my world of sound. Deva of my world of touch. So there are Devas for each sense. The Deity of each sense is a Deva. But the king of all is Mana. If mind is not available... I may be looking at you, but you see Neil looked at me, but didn't say hello to me. Because mind was someplace else. It happens to me all the time. So, so if I say, among the senses, among the deities of the senses, I am mana. Mana at our level is the Indra. He is the king of all the Indriyas, all the Devas. Indriyana manas chasmi, bhutanam asmi chetana. Among the beings I am Chetana, expression of life, we call Chetana. Whether he is alive or dead, is differentiated by or known by whether I have a Chetana. Is there a sign of life in me? See, among all the beings I am Chetana. Now Swamiji takes it a little further and said among the beings I am intellect. Swamiji associates the word Chetana to Chitta. Thinking entity. So you can even put it that way that among all the beings, those who have thinking instrument are differentiated from the other beings. Other beings do exist; they have own existence. But what differentiates a living being from a non-sentient being is the thinking instrument, chetana. So therefore, I said among all the beings, I am the one who has the highest thinking ability. Or you can say, among all the beings, I am that life pulsating through them, which makes them who they are. And we'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramaya Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu ma Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Harihyo oh.